Stay ready is the mentality birthed through the trials and triumphs in life as an NFL long snapper. Join me in conversations with teammates, mentors, friends, and family who help me realize stay ready is so much more. A deeply rooted principle of life in all things faith, family, and football. From Music Row in Nashville, welcome to Stay Ready, the podcast. What's going on, guys? Happy Tuesday. We're back for another episode. I'm going to do a solo pod because football is back. And we have a lot to talk about after the first week of preseason. We have our very first game this Thursday night. Training camp is in full force. Every team is in camp. And the first week of training camp left us with so much drama, so many headlines, injuries, and a lot of news. Um, and again, we have our first game this Thursday night with the Cleveland Browns playing the New York Jets in the Hall of Fame game. So we're excited because football is back and it's the best time of the year. So let's talk about the Jets. You know, they've been in camp now for two weeks. Aaron Rodgers looks awesome. He took a massive pay cut um, to restructure his deal, and it just helps them get more ammunition to go get the best players out there in free agency. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, looks incredible. That receiving core is just on fire, and so I just anticipate and expect the Jets to have a massive season. This is really Super Bowl or bust really for the New York Jets. And the division is incredibly tough because you got the Buffalo Bills who are, you know, shooting for the Super Bowl every single year with Josh Allen at the helm. Um, DeMar Hamlin made his comeback after uh, his uh, very, very crazy incident last year, um, you know, having cardiac arrest on the field. So it was great to see DeMar Hamlin on the field. You got the high speculation of the, you know, the Miami Dolphins. Um, and then you have the major wild card in that division with the New England Patriots, but never count out the Pats and Bill Belichick. So it's going to be crazy to see that uh, AFC East get after it this year. Um, but other headlines, I mean, we had Joe Burrow go down with a calf strain. It looked, ser- it looked crazy and kind of serious in the video, um, but I think he's just going to be out a few weeks. Um, unfortunately, my man Jalen Ramsey out for quite some time with a meniscus injury. Uh, so it's just, you know, this time of year where guys are just going at it, you know, the injuries happen. And so we wish Jalen all the best. He's going to make a major comeback and and uh, get back as one of the, if not the best cornerback in the league. So shout out Jalen. God bless your brother. Um, on the long snapping front, we've actually had a couple of transactions with long snappers. So we got some ma- major long snapping news. Um, Nick Moore, unfortunately, got hurt for his Achilles Season-ending injury. Um, he had a great surgery. I reached out to him, wishing him, you know, all the best. Um, great recovery. And he just had a little baby boy. So hopefully he takes advantage of this time. And I know he will to spend with his family and his his newborn son. Uh, unfortunately, um, his season came to an end too soon. Um, but with that, Tyler Ott is filling in his shoes. So shout out Tyler. Awesome opportunity for you. He's about a seven-year NFL veteran coming from Seattle. Um, and then there was a rookie that got hurt in Arizona. They put him on IR. And uh, Jack Coco, formerly with the Green Bay Packers, is now with the Arizona Cardinals, competing with Aaron Brewer. So we got some long snapping competition going on in Arizona. So excited to see how that shakes out. Outside of that, we got some massive Colts drama. Indianapolis, every single year for the past, I don't know, four or five years, ever since Andrew Luck announced his retirement prematurely. This has been chaos and drama every single year. And Colts camp is in that mix right now with, you know, the Jonathan Taylor 
and Jim Ursay and his agent bantering back and forth on Twitter. It all kind of came about when, you know, they uh, revealed kind of the the running back market and where the value is because Saquon Barkley is looking for a massive extension and and rightfully so. Um, but they, they put out some statistics and it was very, very skewed information and skewed stats. They put out, you know, the average salary for a running back and the average salary for a kicker. The kicker was about a million more. But let's 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 keep it real here and let's take a step back. There's only 32 NFL kickers, and there's about four or five times the amount of running backs in the league. So that those numbers are very, very skewed. Um, when you look at the top tier running backs, what they're getting paid, they're they're making astronomically way more than your highest paid NFL kicker, which is, I believe is Justin Tucker. So those numbers came out. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're paying kickers more than running backs. Well, no, 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 no. Like when you average it all out, you're, you're talking about practice squad running backs who are making league minimum. You're talking about the third string guy. And then you got guys like Saquon, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, you got the top tier guys, you know, making 10 plus million a year. Um, and I think, you know, the average for kickers is about, you know, two and a half million a year, um, which I believe needs to be more, but that's just uh, me being extremely biased. Um, so I think this all came about, you know, the Jonathan Taylor thing, all the running backs kind of had this uh, text thread going on. Hey, we need to have a Zoom meeting. We need to talk to Roger Goodell. We need to get the NFLPA involved. We need to we need to make sure that the running backs are rewarded for for what they deserve. You know, and I'm not I'm not going to say they don't deserve because they do. Saquon Bar- Barkley is a game changer. You know, we've seen what he's been able to do uh, when he's healthy. Um, but I believe he just signed like a one year deal or so with the Giants for like 13 million, um, and he'll hit free agency again next year. But um, you know, I think this all came about as we go into the camp. The running backs get together. They have this Zoom meeting. You know, all the guys are are, are meeting over Zoom. How do we fix this? And it sounds like they're they really don't have any leverage. The market is what it is. It's it's kind of set. Um, and so you know, they're all disgruntled. All the the running backs that aren't paid or expected to get a payday like Jonathan Taylor, they're sitting here saying, "Hey, pay me. Pay me what I'm worth. Pay me what I deserve." And of course, the longevity of a running back is not very, very long. So these guys are trying to strike while the iron is hot at a very, very young age. Um, I mean, you're looking at, you know, come year five, six, seven, eight, those wheels kind of start to fall off. And again, you're one injury away from your career being done. Um, So I think, you know, there was some exchanges on Twitter going back and forth. Jim Hursay chimes in, then his agent subtweets him, and then it just kind of goes unraveling from there. And then, you know, Jonathan Taylor is, is seen at Colts camp just in a hoodie, not looking happy at all. Um, so there's all this speculation going on. Ursay pulls the bus up, say, hey, JT, come on the bus, have a conversation. I don't know what was said uh, on that bus, but I c- we can only speculate and imagine that it didn't go too well because it sounds like Jonathan Taylor and his camp and his agent are just upset. They're now requesting for a trade. So now there's just all this drama in old Westfield, Indiana right now, Colts camp. And uh, again, every single year, it, there's whether it's a new quarterback, um, somebody retiring, somebody getting hurt. I mean, there's just drama every single year. Um, but uh, I think this shakes out to where Jonathan Taylor is going to be a Colt. They're not going to trade their best offensive weapon. The offense is really going to run through JT. It's just the dude just needs to suck it up. He's, he's actually injured. So he has no leverage. He's coming off an injury from last year. He showed up to camp injured. 
So I don't know what's going on. I don't think the guy has terribly too much leverage. Unfortunately, you sign that rookie contract, you got to play it out. Again, I'm a little bit more school, old school mentality. But then again, if I'm in his shoes and I've produced, I want to get paid for that and compensated. So again, crazy. Indianapolis, I love you. Gosh, we uh, we just always seem to be uh, the headline every single Colts camp and, and during training camp during this year in, in August. Um, but I think it's all, all going to work out. Anthony Richardson looks really good at quarterback. Again, we're only in shorts and short uh, shirts. So everyone kind of looks primed and, and all pro-esque uh, when when there's no bullets truly flying around. But the, the kid looks like he has got all the physical traits. The ceiling is incredibly high. Uh, and so we're excited to see what AR brings to Indianapolis and, uh, you know, the much, just the hungry Colts Nation fan base. They just want to know who their quarterback is for the next 10 years. And AR could be that guy. But Garner Minshew, don't sleep on my man Garner Minshew, man. Uh, I was with him in Jacksonville, and the kid is a gunslinger. He's a dog. Um, he's a guy that is really, really hard to root against. And when he gets in the game, he makes plays. So look look for Minshew to possibly bring some Minshew mania to Indianapolis if he gets in there. So um, that's my Colts drama recap. Um, Big news here in Nashville, DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Titans. They get that massive wide receiver to fill in the shoes from A.J. Brown when that crazy trade happened last year during the draft. I played with A.J. Brown. I did not play with D-Hop, but I've played against D-Hop several times in the AFC South when he's with the Texans. A.J. Brown is a dog, but I think D-Hop elevates your offense maybe slightly a tick Further, um, the, the guy's nasty. If he can be healthy, I think, you know, Tannehill obviously has his number one receiver. I think Burks is going to be that number two guy. And, and, you know, they got some weapons here in here in Nashville with the Titans. So D-Hop was, was a big splash for the Titans and free agency. Um, happy birthday to Dak Prescott. We're going to go now to Oxford. Uh, or Oxnard, I don't know, somewhere in Southern California where the Cowboys show every single year for training camp. But happy birthday, Dak Prescott, 30 years old, 30 years young. You're in your prime, ready to rock and roll. And it sounds like the hype in, you know, the Cowboys camp is is crazy. Like the expectation is super high. C.D. Lamb looks good. Micah Parson is hungry. He said he wants to be the best player in the NFL. He wants to be MVP caliber. He's not even worried about a, a contract extension. He wants to win a Super Bowl. The kid is just focused on being the best, not only the best defender, but the best player in the NFL. Dak looks great. All those young tight ends, Ferg and Henny look awesome. Um, and you got little uh, little Deuce Vaughn, I think. He's like five foot three, running the backfield. He was drafted uh, this year um, in like the sixth or seventh round. Um, you know, Pollard's coming back from his injury. There's no Zeke back there. Not yet, but I he had a workout, I think, with the Patriots uh, this past weekend. So Zeke's getting some interest. but uh, And then, of course, that defense is just going to be added Stephon Gilmore in, in the cornerback, and, and they just extended uh, Diggs to a massive contract. So, I mean, that defense is going to be top five. The offense is going to be top five. So I think this is the year for the Dallas Cowboys. It's got to be. It's got to be the year for the Dallas Cowboys. So I can't wait to watch them light it up on primetime almost every single week. Um, but it all rides on Dak Prescott, and he's the man for the job. So I think Cowboys Nation is excited for this year. Jerry Jones is just feeling good, looking young. 
Um, and man, Mike McCarthy making uh, calling the plays this year for the offense. And man, that defense just a bunch of hungry hound dogs flying around. And so the Cowboys are looking primed to be the contender this year, not only in the NFC East, but in the entire NFL. Um, the Chargers look good. My man Herbie just signed a massive deal. Uh, so they locked in their quarterback for the future, face of the franchise. They, I mean, he's throwing the deep ball every single play. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, a new guy that they just uh, drafted in the first round from TCU. Uh, that defense coming back, uh, Derwin James, Bosa, those those boys are hungry. So it looks like the uh, the energy and and everything is there. All the pieces are there to the the puzzle that they're trying to. Staley is trying to put together. Telesco has been trying to form this this great team, and on paper they look awesome. Kirby's throwing the deep ball. They're catching everything. I mean, this offense looks high-powered. Uh, Kellen Moore was our OC in Dallas last year. He's now the OC in, in L.A. for the Chargers. So he's got those weapons, and, and Herbie's leading the way. One of the best quarterbacks, one of the best young quarterbacks in this league. Um, so I'm excited for Herbie. Congratulations on the deal. Um, so that's my little Cowboys-Chargers recap. Um, let's talk about Cam Newton, man. He made some headlines recently, too. Um, that I just thought was embarrassing. But the headlines made it look like he was the hero in this. He was at some sort of football camp. Um, you know, I don't know if it was his camp or he was just a guest appearance or whatever, but he was getting heckled from some fans. And these fans are probably teenagers or guys in their uh, late teens or early 20s. And they're just, they're, the banter is going on. And this happens. When you're at training camp, um, I just remember being at training camp and, uh, you know, opposing team comes and we have a, a joint practice, man, our fans are just hounding on the guys, especially the the guys, you know, the quarterbacks, the the big time names. So there's no different. Wherever Cam goes, he's gonna he's gonna have the haters, right? Um but when you're a guy like Cam who who is kind of that prolific athlete, you're gonna have the haters. And you're you probably he's probably experienced it in his entire life, no matter where he's at, every time he's been. Um but there were some exchanges made verbally. Then he walks over, and obviously they're filming, so they get kind of the altercation all caught on film. And uh, the kids are like, how many rings you got? And he's like, well, I got the same amount as you. We got none. And then he said something along the lines like, but my, my, my bank account is different than yours. Well, dude, obviously, you've made millions in the NFL endorsements. These are young kids, young guys. Um, and then he just made, I think, where he, where he overstepped his boundary, overstepped the line. Uh, he just made a vulgar gesture. Uh, and I just think it was embarrassing. It's an embarrassing look for a guy that so many guys look up to, so many kids look up to, um, and just I don't know. In my in my opinion, just just immature. A grown man, a, a grown mature man does not act that way. You're gonna get you're gonna get the hate and the banter from the fans. They're chirping all the time. It's just sure it's it's fun maybe to go over there and and chirp back a little bit, but then when you cross that line. I don't know, man. It just looks it looks silly. It looks immature. Um, I just it just looks dumb. It makes you look dumb. So, but the headlines were like, you know, Cam Newton claps back at these young kids, and everyone's like, yeah, this is what these kids deserve for for chirping at Cam. I was like, no, but they're allowed to do that. You know, they're they're there to to watch entertainment. They're allowed to critique us. They're allowed, you know. And yeah, does it feel good to hear that as a player when you're hearing guys from the fa uh, stands yelling at you? No, but you just block it out. You walk away, you know, and it's just whatever. But for Cam to walk all the way across the field, interact with these kids, you know, they got it in his head. They got it in his head. They're living in his head uh, rent-free, you know. So it's like 
dang, Cam, come on, bro. Just grow up just a little bit, just a little bit. So that's my little critique and, and uh, criticism on Cam Newton. Um, so I thought the headlines were, were skewed. I thought it should be the other way around. I think Cam slightly embarrassed himself in that moment. So that's just my, my opinion on that. Um, but again, we, as we, we lead into this week, um, we have our first NFL game. It's the Hall of Fame game, Jets and, and the Browns. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers out there. Um, we're probably not going to see – I don't know. The, the, the Browns may play. They may start uh, their starters, um, you know, but we're, we're not going to – we're going to see, uh, you know, the backups for the Jets. And this is, this is the bonus game um, for the Jets and the Browns. So we'll see how it goes. My, my story, my experience with the Hall of Fame game was not good. Back in 20 – I don't know, 2015, 2016, we, uh, Colts versus Packers. We went there. The field was all messed up. They canceled the game. Huge debacle. It was a mess. So we actually, I got, I remember going into the locker room. I got dressed, went onto the field. I remember all the grounds crews out there scraping the, the, um, the paint off the surface. Everyone's freaking out. I can hear little people, uh, you know, kind of whispering, like, I don't think we're going to be able to play. And lo and behold, they canceled the game. It was just a complete mess. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to experience that Hall of Fame game like it should be played. Um, but hopefully this year it goes smooth. We have a good game um, and everyone stays healthy and we kick off the season the right way because NFL football is back and we are excited. This episode is sponsored by the Stay Ready brand because why not? I'm going to sponsor myself until somebody else does. To get your hands on some sweet hats, t-shirts and all stay ready related merch visit mattovertonbrand.com now back to the episode um on a personal front this week i'm going to a free agent long snapping combine in san diego with john carney i'm excited for that i'm going to share my recap with you guys next week on how that goes but i'm just simply excited to get on a plane with a few guys here that i train with in nashville go to san diego spend a couple of days there, get into an environment where I'm competing. I'm competing against other young long snappers. I'm competing against other, you know, street free agents who have some experience. And then I get, you know, get to be out there with the guys who I train with, cheer them on, watch how they perform. Um, and then just go out there and just run around, be with, be with in that environment to where like, if I do get called for a workout, I'm kind of in that same mindset. So I'm excited to compete. I'm excited to put, you know, my abilities on film get graded, get charted, get in front of some scouts and hope it goes well. You know, I'm, I'm expecting to do a good job out there and have some fun with it, uh, bring some great energy and uh, just get out there and simply compete it and give it my best. So uh, I'm leaving leaving tomorrow for that, um, for that two-day camp. And again, just it's going to feel good to be on that field, juices flowing, little nerves and uh, going out there and competing. So I'll, I'll give you a, a, a recap on that when I get back. Um, but another personal, uh, little issue going on is I got a hair update. I got a hair update. So, you know, old boys, little thin on top. I had a, uh, it was really cool. Cause there was a listener from, uh, that previous podcast where, you know, I went back and forth with my wife about my hair and, and kind of the insecurities that I have with losing my hair, thinning out. Um, anyway, she, she works for a particular a hair restoration company. She reached out to corporate. Corporate reached out to me, um, offering, you know, hey, their services. Hey, this could possibly turn into a brand ambassador type deal. Uh, so let's hit you up on a, con- a consultation. So I went to my first consultation here in Nashville last week, and I walked out very, very optimistic. 
Uh, I was going in there thinking like, hey, they're going to give me some bad news. Like there's just no, you know, there's no uh, light at the, end of the, at, at the end of the tunnel for you. There's no, uh, um, you know, good news as, as far as restoring my hair. Uh, but the good news was there, there's still some good roots up there. They just need a little TLC. And uh, there's some areas of concern, but she was, uh, the lady who put me through the consultation wasn't, wasn't terribly too concerned about uh, the, um, you know, expecting to see some sort of results. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move forward with the treatment plan that they've kind of arranged and set up for me. I'm excited to kind of share that process with you guys. Again, I, I walked out there feeling really, really good about the situation, where I'm at. Um, you know, there is hope. There's, there's a lot of hope for, you know, me to get some great results and growing my hair back and just, I don't know, making it more healthier and, and bringing some color and life back to the old dome up here. So uh, I, I, I'm just anticipating um, some good results in the next three to six months, hopefully, with, or within a year. Um, but again, if, if we see no, they did tell me if there was no results and, uh, there are other, you know, extreme measures we can take. I don't want to get to that point, but we're, we're going to start with the, the first, first line of defense and we're going to attack it and go after it. And I'm just excited to get on the regiment. So again, I'll share more details about that with you soon. Um, your boy's feeling good about it, but thank you for the support. Cause I, the feedback that I got. Um, on my hair and the products that I was using, I was using Monet and people were like, no, don't use Monet. It's, it's actually causing you to lose your hair, you know? And like all these people are kind of like chirping about how Monet is bad. So I've completely stopped Monet. I've just, just been hanging out, not doing much. Um, and just waiting to get, get through this consultation and hopefully I get on this, uh, regimen here soon. So definitely excited. My wife was with me. She filmed documented some of the uh, first interactions with the consultation and the specialist. So again, we're excited. And again, I, like I said, I'll share more news with you as it comes. So the hair is coming back without a doubt. I know it is. So um, other than that, kind of talked about a lot within a short period of time. Um, but I wanted to just, you know, talk about week one of football training camp is in full force. Football is back this Thursday night, hall of fame game. And going to a combine, excited for that, ready to compete and get the juices flowing, get back on the field in hopes to get signed this season. And then the hair is coming back. Got a great update with the consultation and, and great uh, optimism going into that. So thank you so much. I will, uh, we'll, we'll kind of recircle this uh, next time around and uh, hopefully have a guest on soon. But uh, hope you guys are doing all great. Summer's coming to an end soon, but that means football is around the corner. Best time of year. But thank you so much for uh, following along, listening, sharing this. Like and subscribe if you if you please. And uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. So God bless and we'll see you later.